happy George Floyd Day! Yay! This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So it's George Floyd Day. Happy George Floyd Day. That's right. We got rid of Lincoln's birthday, Washington's birthday, Columbus Day. But we must celebrate the day that a drug-addicted felon died because of all his death did for our country to improve society. Yes, we can see how much Black Lives Matter has, and their philosophy, has improved the country by simply looking at the celebration being held at George Floyd Square today during the one-year anniversary of the death of George Floyd. Listen to the joy. This bill of comprehensive police reform uh, to be... uh, Just got to be careful here with some gunshots. Excuse us, excuse us. It sounds like gunshots. I'll let you know what this is. These seem to be gunshots. That's right, a shootout, right in the middle of George Fer- uh, George Floyd Square, middle of the day, during the anniversary of George Floyd's death. Makes you feel good, huh? You know that the Minneapolis PD showed up right away. Yeah, not. Minneapolis has lost a substantial portion of their police force, and it wouldn't matter anyway. They're not allowed to arrest anyone, and if some cop had the audacity to arrest someone, that person would be released right away. Now, we're supposed to celebrate all the great changes that Black Lives Matter, uh, all of the great things that they've done since George Floyd's death. I mean, they're calling it an anniversary for Christ's sake. I mean, a man died. I don't know what we are actually celebrating here. But I have a question. What has Black Lives Matter done that was good besides the, quote, non-profit, end quote, make $90 million? But I know what the damage they've, I know the damage they've done. There were two to three billion in damage last year during the riots. And by the way, they're still happening Murders and violent crimes are up throughout the country by 20%. Some cities are experiencing 30, 40, 50% violent crime increases, including murder. Police are retiring, going on leave, or quitting at record rates. In New York, they actually are denying retirement applications for police. Police are actually facing staff shortages. And they can't refill those empty spots 
because people are not going out to become police anymore. New York is down 75% with new recruit applications. So people don't even want to be cops anymore. I don't blame them. Why bother? They're ignoring the murders of blacks and other black by other blacks. Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit have a huge black on black murder problem. Hey, guess what? No midnight basketball supported by Black Lives Matter. They're not doing anything about that. They're not saying anything about it. They don't care. Crime in large blue cities is no longer being enforced. Laws are not being enforced, excuse me. Felons are being released. Black Lives Matter made $90 million and have given none of it back to society to improve it. But uh, Patrice Quellers, the founder of Black Lives Matter, did buy three homes last year in a span of a year and a half. I don't know what they're celebrating. Black Lives Matter has just made things worse. They haven't made anything better. So, with this celebration, um, let's take a look at some things that actually are kind of ironic. The leadership in a lot of these big blue cities seem absolutely shocked at the major spike in crime. I guess trying to take money away from police departments and condemning every move they make without looking at any of the evidence hasn't worked real well. It hasn't worked the way they would. They thought it would anyway. I, I, I don't know. I guess through osmosis, crime was just supposed to go down. Jacob Fry, the effeminate mayor of Minneapolis, said, quote, The violence needs to stop. It's unacceptable. People deserve to feel safe in their neighborhood. They deserve to be able to send their kids out on the sidewalk to play and to recreate without bullets flying by. That's unacceptable. We should be holding these perpetrators accountable. Dude, you've been letting them out. You've been cutting the police department. There are no cops there. In another press conference, Fry said, quote, when you make big, overreaching, overarching statements that we're going to defund and or abolish and dismantle the police department and get rid of all the officers, there's an impact to that. No crap, Sherlock. Where have you been? But you were the one who was actually trying not to reform the police. Because I have no problem with reformation. I have a problem with defunding and getting rid of the police. And that's what he's been doing. He has finally called for federal and state help because violent crime in his city, his mismanaged city, has gone over 21% over the last year since Floyd died. And it's not just Minneapolis. In Los Angeles, the idiot mayor, Eric Garcetti, cut $150 million from the police. That brilliant move increased violent crime, get this, 36%. Murders are at a 10-year high. They had 350 murders last year. in the last year. The city council, reversing themselves, have approved the hiring of 250 new officers. Here's the kicker. What's LA having a problem with? Getting police officers in. People don't want to be police officers anymore. In New York City, they experienced a more than 
50% jump in the number of shootings over the same time last year. The spike comes after last year when they jumped 97% and murders across the city increased 45% from 2019. New York is a disaster area. It's a war zone. That dumbass mayor, Bill de Blasio, promised to cut $1 billion from the police budget. Now, I'm happy to say he's a liar and he didn't cut a billion dollars from the police department. And now, not only has he not cut a billion dollars for the police department, he has approved the bill to actually build a brand new police precinct. None of this is being covered by uh, because the media and the left still wants to cut the police departments. Don't forget those folks in the media and the left that really are screaming to get the police departments cut actually either A, have their own security force, B, don't live in the areas where there's high crime, or C, just don't give a damn. But let's face it, it's not just that they want to to cut the police spending. They actually want to eliminate the police altogether. That's what groups like AO's the squad are uh, basically trying to do. And they want to eliminate the police altogether because they want a federal police department. That's what they want. They want a federal police department. There are no city or state or county police. But that's the problem with these people that are in that are not in leadership. They are not responsible for the consequences, for their bad ideas. And they're not responsible to the people. AOC could say whatever she wants. She's a freaking representative. She has no say in anything. None of the squad do. Matter of fact, BLM has no say in how any of this works. But when crime goes up, it's going to be up to the politician in Minneapolis, in New York, in Los Angeles, in Detroit, in Washington, D.C., in San Francisco, they're going to have to answer for it. And guess what? They have to answer for it. They have to solve the problem. And they're getting stuck doing it. And then there's something that they also do, the left does, that really is, I, I can't stand it, is they change the goalposts. So they say that because, not that their ideas are truly crappy, but they say, well, because you didn't implement our ideas correctly, it's not working. This is the whole deal with socialism. Socialism hasn't worked anywhere in the world. Anywhere in human history has socialism worked. Everything has been an absolute disaster when it comes to socialism. But that's because the left always says socialism doesn't work, didn't work in this case because you didn't implement it correctly. Okay. That's what they're doing with this crap. They're saying the same thing. Well, um, we can cut the police by 50%. We can get rid of police. We don't need police, a la Berkeley, California. We don't need police. But crime's going up because you're not doing it correctly. For example, Jen Psaki was asked about the crime problem, and she responded with, 
it's not really a crime problem. It's a gun problem. In other words, those guns are what's causing all those shootings. It's not the people that shoot the guns, the criminals who don't get jailed. It's not them. It is the gun's fault. Everything with the left is about politics and narrative. It's never about common sense. You take police off the street, criminals will start shooting people. You get rid of, criminals will commit crimes. If you uh, get rid of a police presence and you get rid of proactive policing, which we'll talk about in a second, you have more crime. If you release criminals, there are no consequences and criminals commit crime because they know they're just going to be released. It's that simple. But the left just can't embrace that idea. And it's really kind of sad if you think about it. And it's a recipe for this issue never to get fixed. This issue may never be fixed the way they're going. So, here's the thing. This is kind of weird. Minneapolis, this week, has decided they had an idea how to lower crime. Innocent citizens should talk about it. Yeah, no crap. Minneapolis community leaders held a, quote, take back the block rally in Shiloh Temple in North Minneapolis last week to kick off a campaign of community pushback, community pushback to violent crime. Now, I'm okay, that's awesome, but I tell you what, the criminals are armed. I hope they allow the Second Amendment and open carry in Minneapolis because I'm pretty sure any one citizen who goes out there to start screaming and slapping at uh, a criminal is probably going to get shot. But that's what they're doing. So there's a reverend named Brian Heron. He said at a re- he said at one of their rallies on Monday, "It isn't an invasion of your block. This is support of your block. We want to see you come out. We want to see you sitting on your stoop." Uh, Minnesota uh, Commissioner for Public Safety John Harrington tried a little misdirection, which we'll talk, which we just talked about a few seconds ago. Quote. We have to get guns off the street. We cannot live with this insanity. Here's the stupidity of what he said. Um, England does not have any guns. And uh, they are now having a knife problem. Criminals, guess what? They're going to use any weapon they can get. Chicago has probably the most stringent gun control measures in the country. And they've got a gun problem. California has the, or they don't have a, excuse me, they got a criminal problem. Let me be clear. Los Angeles, California, same thing. Police Chief Medri, Medrian, Medria Arredondo said, quote, Minneapolis police officers will continue to rush into harm's way to save lives question for you why would they do that they're just going to get pissed on if they have to do something however we need to help we need help from community leaders and residents to stand up and speak out okay 
I think this is true. But I think this is also a real problem with the left when it comes to dealing with crime. Okay? This is a real problem with the left. I think people are too afraid to report anything to the police. If they witness a murder, they're not going to report it to the police. And they're not going to report it to the police because they're afraid that criminal is going to take revenge on them. This is a very common thing in California. Very common thing in Los Angeles. But I also think it is leadership's fault for not putting away violent felons that actually cause this problem. Hey, it's people living in the neighborhoods that have to deal with the issues when a felon is released. And he will be released. They've proven that that's going to happen. There are no consequences today for committing crime in Minneapolis, and therefore no motivation not to commit crime. Criminals, believe it or not, are usually not very smart. All they understand is hard consequences. They cannot be reasoned with. And if they meet a hard consequence, they might think twice. They might say, hey, if I'm going to go F me in the butt prison, hey, Google, stop. Sorry. If they get me in, F me in the butt prison, maybe that's something I don't want in the future. And they won't commit crimes once they get out. That's what they understand. They don't understand the psychology BS that these, these states are using. I also think the big big problem with leadership, by asking people to help, is our cities are trying to do something called targeted policing instead of proactive policing. Criminals need to see that they're going to get caught because there is a police presence. Because police are going to question you. And if I walk around and I know I'm going to be questioned by a cop, I may not carry that gun. That's called proactive policing. Now, this is not the same as thought police or pre-crime, which you see in, uh, let's say, the minority report. This is about crime is prevention, crime prevention. This is not what the left wants to do anymore. What the left wants to do is actually targeted policing. Targeted policing means Let's wait until there's a crime and then let's catch the criminal. There's no prevention at that point. There's nothing to stop the criminal from committing the crime. And that's not a good thing. You have to know. And and by the way, part of proactive policing is the fact that police deal with felons hard. They're not gentle. It's not pretty. They deal with those felons the way they need to deal with those felons. And I think this is a big problem with the left. The left just wants to target, oh, violent criminals. No, a criminal is a criminal. Sitting back and saying, well, violent only is stupid. Because criminality is exponential. You start doing one thing bad, you start shoplifting... And then eventually you get to drug dealing, you get to stealing, you get to robbery, then you end up with murder. It's a stepped process. It's the same with, let's say, drug addiction. You start with weed. And yes, I do believe this. I don't believe it's with everybody, but I do believe this stuff. 
you can't just sit back and say, oh, hey, we're just going to ignore this until it does become a problem. You need proactive policing, and criminals do need to go to prison. Even if they are, quote, nonviolent criminals. Criminals are criminals. Doesn't make any difference. If I commit a robbery, rape, or murder, targeting policing does targeting targeted policing does not stop the robbery, rape, or murder. But if I am pulled over and I have equipment for the robbery and I'm re- arrested because of it, um, guess what? That is preventative policing. Proactive policing. And I think that's where things are really, really, really important. Okay, let's see. How much time do we have? Um, got nine minutes. Okay, so here, here's something that's really great. A couple of weeks ago, there was a meme on Twitter that made fun of Joe Biden's policies limiting the beef intake of American citizens for climate change. Now, a lot of the left, a lot of leftists basically said, no, that's not a thing. That's that's not a thing. You're going to be able to meet, eat meat, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Jen Psaki was even asked about it. Okay, that idiot. Jen Psaki said, no, that's not a thing. We're not, we're not going to make it that you can have one hamburger in 365 days. By the way, that's exactly what the meme said. Well, there was an article on Vox from a Vox called, A No Beef Diet is Great, But Only If You Don't Replace It With Chicken. Let's Not Swap One Moral Disaster for Another. And this was by Kelsey Piper. And this is what the left usually does. The left will sit back and, and you'll sit back and point out, okay, there's a policy in there. By the way, this isn't a new policy. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez actually had it as one of her points in her five-page Green New Deal was we need to get rid of cows. Okay, we all need to go vegetarian. We all need to go vegan is basically what we need to do. And so when I, and here's the thing, when I saw that, that meme I thought, okay, I, I didn't read the policy that Biden is pushing, so I'm not really sure what it is. But then I realized, okay, well, if I go to Vox.com and I notice that there's this thing telling us we it's evil to eat meat, it's probably true. By the way, I do want to point out, um, these are the same people that want us to go socialist. And the reality of the matter is... Every socialist system has ended up with famine and starvation, so we may not have to worry about chicken or beef anyway if we go socialist because they'll just get rid of food. So I'm going to read a little bit about this uh, as much as I can in the five minutes, I, the seven minutes I have. Uh, and by the way, this is a very long article. So if you want to read it, go to dumbasses.talkingpolitics.com. Um load it in your browser and and take a read. It's kind of interesting. All right, here we go. So, quote, most people have heard by now, our meat habit is bad bad for the world. Polling suggests that tens of... Okay, first off, eating meat is not a habit. Eating meat is not a habit. Eating meat is actually a human condition. This is something 
vegetarians don't seem to get, meat actually has all the proteins and all the amino acids needed for a human being to survive. Have you guys ever seen that really skinny vegan guy, male? It's because males have more muscle, more bone density than women. That's why women can go on vegan diets and they can handle it better than men. Men, on the other hand, muscle requires protein and amino acids. I believe, I'd have to look this up in the book I wrote, but there are 16 amino acids that meat has that no other food stuff has. If you are a vegan and you're a male and you don't meet all those 16 amino, amino acids and proteins, guess what ends up happening? You either A, start losing muscle mass and bone density, or B, you're eating about 10,000 calories a day to actually get the amino acids and proteins needed to maintain the body. So to sit back and say our meat habit, like it's drugs, that's not true. Meat isn't a habit. It's part of a diet that we need. That's like saying that a lion has a meat habit. We are, we are, um, we're not carnivores or herbivores. We're, I don't know, omnivores where we can eat everything and we need to eat everything for health. Well, all I can tell you is meet a male vegan and I guarantee you he's way underweight. He's very, way under strength. And it's not a good thing. Okay, so let's read. Polling suggests that tens of millions of people are taking this message seriously. One in four Americans said they tried to cut back on meat in the last year, and half of those cited environmental concerns as a major reason. couple things wrong with this little section. I'm not going to get through all of this stuff. You can read my show notes. But a couple things. Where are they getting this tens of millions of people took what message seriously? Here's the thing. You can overeat meat. Okay, especially processed meat like McDonald's and things like that. Um, but I don't take my science advice from a poll. I already know if I'm going to eat meat, I'm going to eat chicken. I'm going to eat steak, moderately lean steak. Believe it or not, there's actually some health value for, let's say, fat and steak. I'm going to eat chicken. And I'm not going to eat necessarily a steak every day. Yes, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Okay, and I, I don't take my science from a poll. If you don't know how meat works, look it up. It's out there. There are some great books out there concerning meat consumption and protein consumption. And a lot of health books, a lot of diet books say you do need meat. And you need meat pretty much every day, especially after a workout. There's a reason all of those guys who lift 12 billion pounds and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger actually spend a lot of their time eating steaks and things and chicken because they need the proteins. They need the amino acids. So as far as I'm concerned, this isn't science. You need to actually read the science. And there's some problems with this entire article. It isn't real scientific. They actually try and make an argument against the health benefits of meat, and we're not going to get into that, and it's all wrong. No, that's not true. Yes, there's fat content in uh, uh, beef. Not a lot of fat content in chicken, and the fat content in fish is actually really good for you. 
Those are called those omegas that we that you constantly hear about. Okay, we're not going far with this. I can already tell. So let's just skip it. Uh, just go visit it. I, I would read the deal, but he, let me get to the, the the thing about this whole article. There's a lot more to this article. I would read it, but this is environmental craziness. Basically, what they're saying is, get rid of meat, you save the environment. I do want you to notice some things. I want you to read the article, remember these things. Environmental has become a religion. Judaism, Catholicism, they have the same things. You are not allowed to eat pork. That's Judaism. You're not allowed to eat hoofed animals. Uh, For example, uh, Christians don't eat horses. Things like that. You don't eat dogs. There are certain things you are determined what you can and can't eat. But Catholicism and Judaism are religions. This is telling you you cannot eat meat. This is a very religious thing. This article is extremely loose with the science. Human beings scientifically are made to eat meat and vegetables. That's what makes us kind of special. It's We've been doing this since the beginning of time, since we actually started walking the earth. Now, am I against veganism? or some of their philosophies. No, I'm, I'm really not. There are health benefits to veganism. And by the way, I'm not going to say vegetarianism. This is about veganism. Okay? There are some health benefits. The problem is, do the health benefits outweigh... Uh, health benefits of veganism outweigh the health benefits of eating both meat and vegetables? I think you can cut down on beef... I think you can cut down on chicken. I don't think you can eliminate it. I do believe slaughterhouses are cruel. I've seen what they do in a slaughterhouse, and I've cleaned my own animals. I've cleaned my own deer. I've I've cleaned my own chickens. The chickens I hate cleaning because you gotta you gotta pluck the feathers, and there's something disturbing about that. I'd like something else out there, and I think eventually we are going to have. An artificial meat that is going to have all of the health benefits of regular meat. But we don't have it yet. The big thing I want to point out, and there are two more, but the big thing I want to point out, this is part of the Green New Deal. Remember that Green New Deal? And everyone made fun of the farting cows? Well, it's here. That's what it is. This is eliminating farting cows. This craziness that we all made fun of, they are trying to bring into society. It's really weird. And that's how the left does things. The left doesn't say, you need to stop eating meat. They can't do that because people will just say, F you. So what they do is they try and sneak it into the culture. And they try to get other people to agree. And then they try and get those other people to shame the people who won't leave meat. By the way, this guy, I'll never leave meat unless they come up with something that's really good. And here's the other thing. Um, Anyone been to India recently? They don't eat cows in India. Guess what? The cows, because they're holy. That's great. They're holy. The cows are everywhere. What are you going to do with the cows here? You've got millions upon millions of cattle. 
millions, if not billions of chickens. What are you going to do with them? Kill them? Suddenly this whole PETA thing goes really south. If we stop eating cows, guess what? They're going to keep mating and making new cows. And those new cows are going to poop are going to poop and fart. And the chickens, same thing. They're going to make little chickens. And those little chickens are going to poop and fart. So, what are you going to do with them? Kill them all? Suddenly PETA falls apart in that whole thing. Okay. Well, I hope you... Well, no, I'm not done yet. I also want to point out that this is a way to control our freedom. It really is. It, this whole thing involves controlling our freedom. So, we're not supposed to drive. We're not supposed to fly on airplanes. We're not supposed to eat meat. We can't have any energy, right? We're not allowed to have energy. We're supposed to have our lights turn off. You can't have coal. You can't have oil. You can't have electricity because electricity comes from coal and oil. We could get it from nuclear, but we can't have nuclear because that's bad for the environment. Do you see the problem with these people? These people just don't want you to have any freedoms whatsoever. And I think that's really bad. I think this is everything that they're talking about here is exactly that. Take away the freedom. Okay. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I do I do suggest you read that beef chicken climate debate. Uh, I think it's a great, great article because it's so stupid. I do think it's stupid, by the way. I hope you guys have a nice day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.